Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is Bill Whipton coming to you today. In in looking back at the first year of Gundam on October twelfth, two thousand seven, the podcast landscape changed. Well, maybe not completely changed, but it sure got a little more interesting. Basically, the show, as you all know it, uh, came together with the uh, with the help of of, uh, of four minds for the most part. The two original members, Neo, also known as Paul. There was Solbro Ryu, uh, the Atom, and then of course you had the Bald Wizard. Chris Balanchi, and then of course there's also Dale Roush, also known as the Silent Beetle. <laughs> so we're here today just to get a little more insight, not on any specific shows or anything, but just some thoughts and um, memories that, uh, and, and just maybe just different angles at how this first year came together. I'll have a few questions and. For the most part, we will just um, uh, we'll just be throwing some things around and having conversations that maybe we wouldn't have otherwise had during the course of a regular podcast. So, we'll start with Neo. Actually, this will be a, 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 a it's actually a compounded question for both Neo and uh, and Fred Solbro. A little insight is needed, uh, gentlemen. Uh, please expound a little bit on what went into the uh, the ideas. Uh, how everything came about in terms of coming up with the idea for the show and and and, and just basically how the show got off the ground. Well, well damn, I thought you were going to ask us for our favorite curse word. <laughs> <laughs> That's later on. Oh, darn it. <laughs> Remember, I'm the host. Well, well I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll sit my ass and shut up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, Neo, you want to you wanna, you wanna get into this? Well... I guess the thing that you'd have to say is um, we, we've always wanted to do something that was kind of directed towards mecha anime, most notably Gundam, Macross, things like that. But the way that me and Solbro have always kind of envisioned it is um, we wanted to do it from a different angle that other podcasts had. Uh, if you listen to a lot of podcasts that are similar to ours, a lot of times they're a little bit more a little bit more belligerent, a little bit more one-sided when it comes to their opinions. Um, they don't really kind of promote anything except probably themselves in a lot of ways. Um, what we were doing, it, what we envisioned to do was basically just to kind of do a celebration of the mech anime genre, uh, talk about the things that we like, um, be critical about the things that we don't, but don't sit there and dwell on them the whole time. Um, you know, just try to be something that is just there for the good of the genre and, and, and not there, to, you know, to kind of promote ourselves or anything like that. So, I mean, anybody that's ever listened to our show realizes that, you know, we try to make it where it's the topics that are, are, the, are the selling point, not the people talking about it. So, but um, Solbro, anything else 
you would want on that? Well, I mean, I, I just inspiration for the show for me was all the conversations, <laughs> all the conversations you, myself, and other friends of ours would get into about mecha shows because we all found ourselves watching them all the time. And um, we always thought that it was a good thing to talk about. I remember the times we recorded Flip the Script where we would talk about shows. There was one episode in particular where we talked about um, underground anime shows that no one had ever seen. A fine and show that Flip the Script. Oh, I know. It wasn't it. <laughs> please, please. Anyway, um, uh, we talked about different random shows, and the majority of them were mecha shows. Um, we talked about Dunbine and whatnot, and that's like it, that was when the seed was planted to me. It's like, well, we should do a show where we do this all that the time. That whatnot was a great show. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> whatnot Double Zero G Fighter Mobile Savior. <laughs> great but, show from the eighties. Yeah. But <laughs> indeed. In the in the meantime, though, um, it was that was I think when the seed was planted, and then when we had kind of a hiatus from the show is when um Neil came to me one day and said, you know, it's like we should really really do that mecha base show that we've been talking about for so long and we finally just sat down and figured something out we we um we recorded on the first episode was recorded on october the 1st um 2007 and then afterwards um uh, we posted it on the 12th and i guess history was made it was a slow moving history but <laughs> um it started to pick up real fast but I, I i i i've enjoyed it ever since doing it and well this brings me to uh my next question, and this is uh, directed towards Chris, uh, Mr. Wizard. Um, my question would be, basically, what were your first impressions of Gundam? How did you, how did you come across the show, or was it suggested uh, that you check it out, or, or just a little insight in in how this show seemed to cross your path? Well, first, I'd like to say uh, thank you for having me here live in the Gundam studio. It's 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 a pleasure to be here. Oh, no, the Gundam, is this all is Gundam Studio, Central Florida. But to to answer your question, um, I was informed of this rubbish show. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was there was a thread. They were pimping the show in the uh, advertisements forum. And I was just kind of browsing around, and I saw it, and thought, let me uh, let me check this out. Mm-hmm. So. I saw the uh, thread, which was promoting the first few episodes, and uh, I downloaded the first one just to check it out. I thought it was awesome that there was a mecha-based podcast. So I downloaded the first episode, and within, say, the first five minutes of listening to it, I said, damn, this is what I want to be doing. And now, now, did you say damn, or did you say Gundam? <laughs> I said, Gundam! Just wanted to clarify. That's Continue, and, um, please. I said, you know, this is because I've been listening to, to podcasts since at least 2005, starting off with uh, good old uh, This Week in Tech, good old Twit. Mm-hmm. And I'd always wanted to do something mecha-based, but I just didn't have the time, the resources, the editing know-how. So it just, be, you know, it just remained uh, a pipe dream. But then within a few minutes of listening to the show, I said, you know, this is really what I want to be doing. And maybe I could team up with these guys. And that's what led me to send a very cryptic PM <laughs> to uh, Solbro and made him assume the worst. Well, what happened with that uh, email? Uh, did, uh, Neo, uh, Solbro, do you recall the email? Uh, perhaps uh, some of the wording that was on that uh, particular message? Well, I guess the only thing I could tell you is I, I remember getting a, a, like a text 
from Soul Bros saying, <laughs> I just received a PM from Chris of MAHQ, and I don't know what to take of it. <laughs> so, and I was at work at the time this was happening, and unfortunately I can't access anything when I'm at work. So I got home, and then I guess he came over that, that night, and we were looking at it, and, you know, he we responded, and then, you know, Chris wanted to speak to us via, like, AIM or something like that. And... Um, you know, it, it was just kind of odd because we kind of thought at first and uh, my impression was like, because we were kind of um, in between the, the show segments, we would sit there and tell people to go to his website, which is MHQ.net and the long gone, sorry to see you go, uh, Gonoda, which <laughs> I feel responsible for yes, killing. Yes, Gonoda, we will be getting to that in just a moment. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was pretty much there. Solbro, um, what was your... On the on the on the on the message that you got from uh, I w- Chris there. I wish I took the time to actually um, grab that note because I still think I got it in my um, inbox on MAHQ and um, it said I wanted to. I, it, I guess the gist of the letter was um, um, he wanted basically to speak to just wanted to, Yeah, exactly. It's like I just want. <clears throat> it's like this is um, Chris. I um, just wanted to talk to you guys about your podcast. Um, you, you may be back when you can, and um, that was pretty much it. It was really curt and. <laughs> I was I was I was a little freaked out because I, I didn't I didn't think that um I didn't think we'd get the attention of like you know any anybody of importance at MHQ anytime um in the beginning of doing the show and we were in the third episode when we finally got that so it was like wow yeah because this is either be good or bad I don't know <laughs> yeah because because before we go on to the next question or anything when me and Solbro started Gundam. We were expecting like the downloads to be like ourselves and maybe like three other people for like the first six months, mm-hmm. and we never ever dreamed that it would kind of go the way that it did, and we get the listenership that we have. So, um, you if, you, know. if you look at our popularity in iTunes, there's like a ratings bar for um in comparison to um I look at all three Shinjuku Station shows, and I see like a couple lines for FTS. A couple more lines of the weekly cocktail, and then ours is like filled to the brim. And I was like, "Wow, I, I didn't realize we were that popular until I looked at it on iTunes." It's like that's crazy. We get a lot of subscribers on there now, and it's amazing. But um, yeah, excellent. Dale, we gave you a mic today. Oh, you certainly did. <laughs> now you've you've been on the show a couple times before. Just wondering on your insights of the show and. And what you've seen, and and in terms of your participation, and um, just basically in terms of your uh, connection with Chris, and just how you feel about the about the show, and and uh, just some insights, please. Oh, absolutely! Actually, the first major part I played was in YasumiCon, the last major convention we broadcast. That was that was your debut. That was on the on the live show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's really been quite amazing where this has come in the past year. I mean, broadcasting live from MegaCon with a full room and a full crowd, Indeed. and really a dream of always having to be. You know, actually having a panel at MegaCon, and that was just neat to do. And you may have more of this upcoming MegaCon, I'm absolutely too. looking forward to from it. What I, we won't say much now, but <laughs> and there's like things. Said, you know, after he sent the email, he talked to me verbally, you know, told me, hey, I've got this, you know, these guys are doing this podcast, and I, you know, I, I'm going to talk to them about getting it in conjunction with the website. And it's always something we wanted to get into. Mm. But like you said, we didn't have the technical know-how. It was just kind of an exciting thing, and I'm really glad to see it take off in the way it did. It's quite amazing. To see the number of downloads and, like you mentioned, yeah. the number of hits we're getting off of this. And just the response, the positive response on the forums. And I think people are really enjoying it. The anticipation now, too. That's been, that's been kind of the big thing. Which leads me to my next question. Soulbro, 
Is there any plan that you might have or any prospective logistics that you may be putting in place for a regular production schedule? (laughs) (laughs) As wonderful as this show has been and as great an experience this is for the hosts as well as the uh, the listeners. Really putting the screws to me, huh? I think it, it's a very don't fair mess with question. The host. It's very fair. Um, it's just it, it it really comes down to the um, the amount of workload it takes per episode. But actually, um, we are in a little bit of the technical difficulties out. As most people saw, it, um, twenty two got up within a pretty reasonable time of you know the way laid twenty one. But um, my my um my expectations are to get it out th- in between Thursday night to Friday mornings, and I was ha- I happened to get uh, I think twenty two up on. I think Friday or Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's that's from the from the Sunday that we recorded up to that. So you know, I take the I have the proper time to work on the show and get it up. But it takes a lot less work than it used to. I, I do apologize for anybody who's been looking forward to the remix versions. <laughs> I'm still working on those, but they'll be up eventually. Doesn't well, matter anyway, because we're gonna fire you soon. So. <laughs> Sweet oh. man, I get to take. A He's break. on a day to day contract. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I I guess one of the, uh, just to address that is. With anything, it's been kind of trial and error. We've tried a lot of things, and some things have worked well. Some things haven't. We've learned some lessons, backup things, um, <laughs> keep time limits. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, yeah, those time limits have been working out. And the 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 one the one well, the last episode they did, but oh yeah, yeah, true. the. I guess the one thing that, you know, I've been kind of stressing, especially to uh, Solbro, is, you know, if we can just kind of get it to a point where, um, you know, we can streamline everything and and do what we can to, you know, get these things out as quickly as possible. And, you know, listening from the first episode to episode 22, I, I, I notice a pattern every time I do listen to them is that we do kind of change everything and, and we're always trying to find the best way of doing stuff i.e the you know the review sections the you know the the gundam roundups you know the spotlights whatever we might do so it, it's just kind of an ongoing thing and it's not a perfect science by any means but i think we're getting there and i think that with this uh the second year coming upon us and, and going into the the second year that um we're going to be able to hit those things once again, hit the deadlines and, and get these things out as quickly as possible because we, we know what works and we know what we've kind of got a feeling of what works now and what doesn't work. So, and, and if I may add, um, you know, some people like, like my podcasting hero, Leo Laporte, they do this stuff for a living. Mm-hmm. You know, all three of us, we have full-time jobs that demand our attention. We have other responsibilities and, you know, we just do this, in our spare time for fun because we like to do it and because people have enjoyed the show thus far. So, you know, if you listen to some other podcasts, you know, some will sound more professional and they'll have a set schedule. It's because that's what they do. That's their thing. And we're just, you know, squeezing this out in our spare time on our own dime and, and, uh, using our own sweat. And, 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 and on the editing faction, I mean, the, the thing is, is, uh, you know, when it comes to a lot of the editing, Solbro is the only one that really does the editing. I don't, I don't really know too much about it. I'm sure I could if we ever had a chance to sit down and do it, but 
um, at this point, it just hasn't worked. And you're the PR guy, man. I'm the PR and I'm That's the right. idea guy. You're the, the ill-informed you're, PR guy. You're the dude that's always on the forums, man, responding to people's questions. Like I Chris. always reform and and I make the contacts for MegaCon and Chris stuff like that. Chris is the like knowledge that. base. Absolutely. You're yes. the PR guy. I'm the nerd. Let's yeah. do it. We, <laughs> and Dale is the uh, the shadowy financier. Damn yeah. right. <laughs> He's a guy in the shadows. You're Bill Ayers. Regular Geese Howard. You sound like a bad thing. <laughs> You've got some associations, you know. Yay. You have to explain to us. Now, Chris, generally you're in a different location when the uh, when the show is being recorded uh, most of the time. My question to you is that um, in being in a little more of an isolated uh, situation or position, was there ever a segment um, that perhaps may have annoyed you? Rather, was there ever a point in a segment or at, a, or at any time where... What ran through your mind was, when will this segment end? This <laughs> is going to be good. That's hilarious. Well, since you mentioned that, there was a certain Neo's news segment about a certain item called Mobile Suit Pundum. Oh, I do recall Pundum. And, and might I add, I really did actually like the Ava Unit 1. <laughs> piece for the chihuahuas. And actually, before Chris goes any further, that might be the most that might might be the most responded to uh, listener submitted news article in Neo's news ever. Maybe only because <laughs> I expressed so much pain over it. Please <laughs> continue. Some, some shout and fraud. Let us have some insight in this pain. Okay, so Neo was listing this pundum, which was Gundam clothes for dogs, and going through all of these punnily named pundums, and it was just. You know, it was like my ears were getting raped <laughs> by a gang of hungry prison rapists <laughs> in cell block D. Somebody dropped the soap? Exactly. <laughs> there wasn't even a shower, but the dope, the soap was dropped. <laughs> it was just really bad. So I really had wish. By the way, uh, I apologize. My voice sounds like crap. It's just been uh, it's been a long day. But um, yeah, the pundum was pretty bad. Sometimes when we've had to do really long reviews, I say to myself, "My God, when? Why did we choose to review all these shows? When the hell are we going to be done? Good God, let it especially, end!" Especially especially the week before when you you wrote the review. <laughs> Dale, do you have any favorite segments or? Favorite moments from this first year? Any anything that sticks out? Uh, some uh, any thoughts that come back to to an episode? Where perhaps uh, you, it may it give you a smile or a chuckle when you think about something someone said or something like that. Well, I guess for me, the most memorable stuff is when we actually broadcasted together. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was first at MegaCon, then I assume Con, and now together, also in Central Florida. Yeah, right. the Pundum that, that was pretty bad. <laughs> so I've got to I've got to cast my vote for that as most amusing and also most disturbing <laughs> at the same time. It was it was it was funny. <laughs> I mean, I like like I've like I've told everybody, and I think it was Marmaru that was the contributor on the forum. I mean, you better be right. It was no, it he's is. banned. By the way, he's gonna be banned. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's gonna be banned. Okay. Sorry, man. Oh, but um. You disagree with me, therefore you are banned. <laughs> but uh, I, I'd, have to, with me I'd have to say when I when I when I envisioned the listener submitted news articles, I had two ca- uh, two categories. One was like hard news, and one was kind of like a WTF, meaning like you know what the hell are the Japanese thinking now? And that <laughs> pundum captured the spirit of 
what the hell are the Japanese thinking now? Because the <laughs> the fact of dressing their small dogs into little t-shirts and hats that looked like the Zaku, the new Gundam, the Evangelion Unit 1 and all this Don't stuff. Don't go through the whole damn You're list again. It's just insane. So, I mean, it definitely caught that and I feel bad that Mamoru is going to be banned, but, you know, hey, he, he can always come back under a different name and maybe follow the rules it's for It's his fault for living. But, um... You guys are freaking him out. But, uh... <laughs> I'll IP ban him next time. But, uh... I mean that that's that that was that was that was actually a, a, one of the one of the best you know listener submitted topics and like I've always told people I, I instituted a few episodes ago the Neo Salute which basically consists of me saluting you in cyberspace and if you're happy with that then fine but uh, you know to get one of those you need to do something above and beyond or, or surpass Mobile Suit Pundum like along the lines of news since we are on the subject <laughs> oh no couple weeks ago um, you actually included a news segment or at least a news story um, about uh, space elevators being <laughs> being um, considered as a project right and um, couldn't help but notice that this was something that was taken from CNN my question to you is <laughs> with your successful destruction of Ganoda <laughs> Is this report from CNN a clear showing that you have um, set your sights on bigger game now? <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, it, it's hard to say that I couldn't. I do feel partly responsible for the death of Ganoda because it seemed like they were doing pretty well there until I started citing news sources from them and news stories. And uh, a year later, in conjunction with the show going, um, you know, they were no longer around. But not well, not to make joke light of that, but you know, that was a different story. But um, yeah, I, I, I guess <laughs> I'm not trying to put CNN out of business, but um, you know, if, if it does happen, then we probably have established a uh, a pattern. Because uh, target, just a note to the children at home: this is a joke. Target <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is not serious. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell you this much: CNN's got to watch out. I, I've also uh, cited Anime News Network. Oh no! And <laughs> uh, the AP was also cited in one of the uh, one of my news segments. So um, leave us something. I, do I do guess... me a favor: if you're going to take down somebody, cite Fox News next. That's what I was Get about that to ball say. going. <laughs> If Put anybody, them out of their misery. Somebody, Just as long as it's not the Sun Sentinel, right? <laughs> yeah, don't leave leave the Sun Sentinel alone. But go, you can go uh, nuts on Fox News if you want. So, bro, I have a couple more questions for you, but uh, we'll come back to you. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> you're fired, Chris. Terminated. I want to take the time to at least acknowledge one of the best parts that uh, that uh, I had heard through this first year and um i basically just want to uh, pose this uh this question here um the iron man segment was absolutely wonderful <laughs> it's just a well thought out piece of podcast art <laughs> what went what went into that piece becoming so successful i'm i'm glad that you really enjoyed that award-winning segment and that apparently you have the the mental powers to reconstruct something that um, was was completely uh, deleted from existence. 
You know, the sad thing about it is it was actually a pretty good segment. It was, it was a good segment. It's a real <laughs> yeah. shame. Perhaps sure. maybe with, uh, with, since we have everyone here, if you may want to take a, a minute or two, just a, an insight in that wonderful movie that is now, of course, available for home viewing. It's a uh, kick's ass. It was Brilliantly stated. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, it's funny, though, that you said Oh, God, that. I think he's trying to rape me. Because uh, we, we, um, we actually... Um, that out. That was, it was probably one of our better... I, I think it was one of our really no, good please. segments and one of our really good shows. Because, um, but for whatever reason, it um, it disappeared. <laughs> Stop. Will said does that. It, it, uh, <laughs> yes, that was, uh, that was actually the fifth member of Gundam, mm. my dog, <laughs> Dustin. And it's trying to rape leg. my leg. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, but, he's um, horny. I don't know why. Doesn't go, have go sit to next to Dale. Dale. So smooth. This will all be edited. <laughs> oh. It was an excellent segment. It was really good. We we, we pretty much went into the um, our thoughts on the movie, how well of an adaptation. It reco- remember, we recorded this before we saw The Dark Knight too. Although to me, there's two polar opposite um, you know movies. I think they're both great in their own right. But um, I just recently watched the um, the extras on that DVD the other day, and um, it was uh, just to see the. Um, the behind the scenes in the movie is about an hour and 50 minutes. It's almost as long as the movie itself. Mm. You watch the whole thing, it's like, wow, this is really insightful. And it, to me, it's one of the best adaptations of a comic book ever made. To me, it's, it's awesome. I'll, I'll right. shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. Indeed. Well, that was one of the best segments, though. Yeah. That was never heard. <laughs> ever. Ever. Except by us. We can tell everybody out there it was good, because it was good. It was. It was, it was just that, and unfortunately, we can't prove it that it was good. But it was good. Trust us. Trust us. We're the government. <laughs> we just give us one to seven hundred billion. We'll we'll be okay. Dale, do you have any specific uh, plans or ideas in terms of um, just further uh, advancement of of getting the word out for Gundam? Uh, be it maybe on the website or, or any further, any promotions or anything that you um, that you that you might have in mind. Well, a lot of things is how we used to promote MHQ, and mm-hmm. that's in you know we also we also get memorabilia from let's say Bandai at a convention. Mm-hmm. We use that to cross promote yeah. both the site and the show. Ah. So aside so. from that, um, also you know, Chris and I keep talking like this. It's like beating a dead horse. Oh God. Yeah, we're going to jinx ourselves again. We're going to jinx ourselves by mentioning this, but heck, we've posted it at least three or four times. And we had to stop because it was just, it's like getting to Duke Nukem Forever levels of vaporware. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I hope it doesn't turn into Daikatana, but the redesign of the site. I mean, we've got, Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I think I, that's actually only second to Duke Nukem. We've got a dominant Google. Of the most anticipated things on the, on the web and, and in gaming. <laughs> Why does this dog want to have sex with me? <laughs> I don't understand what's going on with him. That's a calm down. He never My does legs this. are not salami. And that's another way to promote the show through the dog. <laughs> he, the dog loves loves me. He must love the show. My dog is not gay. Go rape the Exia. <laughs> no, it took is, some... is this staying in? <laughs> I guess so. You know what? Are Why we not? cutting it from here, right here? <laughs> I think it just might make it. No, it, it, it'll, it'll make the cut. It'll make the cut. <laughs> No, but seriously, we're going to get that redesign done because we've found a way. I mean, rather than working from the ground up, some ways of integrating the existing content, working a little quicker on this, and hopefully having it up. You Speaking know. of redesigns, <laughs> I should also add we've been working with uh, 
Ben Davis, our former columnist and uh, the uh, former writer of the briefly lived <coughs> Gunyan. The Gunyan was on, awesome. I love the Gunyan. He was working on a redesign of uh, Et to move us to some new space and bring in more features, and he's got a template that he's completed, and we're going to be moving forward with that before the end of the year. And, and it, uh, just so you heard you it guys, first. Just to give you guys a heads up, it looks great. You ain't ready. It really does. I've seen it. It is good. Excellent. Thank you, Ben. And of course, the other way of, of you know, promoting the site is, um, you know, all the listeners out there. I know we have a lot of the guys that have been doing, you know, whatever they can to keep this, you know, keep things going, and yeah, we'll support them. And I actually have a few ideas myself that I really don't want to go into just this yet to, um, you know, help them and you know, oh God, to he's help doing us. It again. <laughs> so. Like my man, um, like like the, like our friend that we met in um at Yosemite um KP, was, aka Ca- Canada man. Those damn Canadians. That's right, man. K to the P. <clears throat> and and another way, of course, to promote the show is the way Neo spammed Gundam stickers all over FIU. <laughs> You're not supposed to admit that. Well, I um I not only I not only spammed them there, but I also spammed them in San Diego. Because if you, um, there is actually a line of parking uh, meters. It's called parking meters down one of the main streets in downtown San Diego by the um, by the convention center. Guerrilla marketing. Um, have everyone. Guerrilla marketing. So we're on both coasts now. By coastal. Pretty side. much, yeah. Now, Soul Bro. Yes. I am going to include a nod from one of the fans here. Oh, no. As I have um, Which amassed fan? some some mail that has Araku. been passed my way. Oh no. <laughs> One Mr. Jason Clay, who resides in Texas. Oh, no. Everything's bigger in Texas, they Indeed. say. Indeed. Huge. Indeed it is. Including the fans. He sent a, he sent a very warm, he sent a very warm message um, in regards to just how much he's enjoying the show. And um, he, he definitely sends words of encouragement to all the members. During one point in his, uh, in his message, he does uh, acknowledge that he shares the same love for a machine that you do. Oh, man, no way. <laughs> where where so, is this going? I'm starting to get kind of worried so, here. So, Soul Bro, I'm sitting next to Soul I bro. hesitated to bring up a machine <laughs> because I know that this is a sensitive subject, but I wanted to ask you, had you completed your treatment sessions in regards to your unhealthy love for an animated female character? Well, I... <laughs> 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 Maybe I should get help, but um, no, I, 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 I don't know what it is about Emma. I think that she was just, she was just such an awesome character that you know I just grew to, to, to like that character. You know what's funny? I, I guess the first time I was exposed, to Emma was in um, Super Robot Wars uh, Alpha on the PlayStation. I hadn't even seen Zeta yet, but um, I played that game and there was I remember reading the FAQ on the game and you could get her to join you. So I did what I could to do to get her to join you right there. You could play, you can win the mission two different ways, and I got her to join me, and that's when the fascination started. And then, of course, the I obsession. watched the obsession, and then I watched Zeta Gundam. And I was like, "Wow, this character is really what, awesome." What, what, what was the basis of this question? I'd like to know because it's got it. This is um, it's, it's in regards to the. Um, it's creepy. The favorite. <laughs> Favorite women of uh, Gundam. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah! I remember what he's talking about. That machine now. was number one on Soul Bros. I, I recall list this segment. Oh, yes. yeah. The segment was going quite well, uh, but it, it just seemed that 
Solbro got a little too giddy. Orlando Pettibear got to number one. <laughs> First of all, well, Emma's way legal. Emma's way past legal. <laughs> Orlando second, Stalker. Second of all, she's not real. But if any chicks out there listening want to cosplay as her, I second that. Send, send, send your pictures to sbrmhq at gmail.com. <laughs> Damn right, naked. At any level of any level of dress. Exactly. For the For listeners. They can Prefer- be NSFW. Preferably the Titans outfit. <laughs> Halfway unzipped. For the listeners With a little out beret. There. Beret and nothing Wearing else. just the beret. Just so everyone knows. Word. On the newest Soul Calibur game. Oh, sheesh. Soulbro actually used the uh, character editor to create a machine. <laughs> I created more than that, Mike. Nerd. Did you or did you're, you not you're create a loser. machine? You're a loser. You're I, the biggest loser in the world. I made Emma, but I made, I made, I made Char. And I worst, made, worst podcaster I made, ever. I made Demona and some other people, man. I'm re- I keep it real. Soulbro, relax. You're. <laughs> We're not here you're to abuse. <laughs> We're here to help. What is this, the M-Machine intervention? Yes, it is now. It is. It's gone to that. Well, me, me, and, so, Mr., me and Mr. Clay, we, we know what time it is. And that's, that's what's up. That's what's up, Emma. For life. Mr. Jason Clay, we, we definitely appreciate your feedback. Thank you. Gentlemen, this is a question for everyone. Uh, this is more along the lines of some questions that were also posed by, um, by uh, listeners. Uh, members of uh, of the MHQ boards. There have been suggestions and, and uh, questions uh, in regards to different uh, ideas that you might have. One of the questions that was posed, I believe it's uh, Kavik Ricks that asked this question, was um, was wondering if perhaps there would be a segment uh, devoted to the villains of Gundam <laughs> and other mecha shows as well. Well, Any plans for that? Well, well, yeah, we just have to get through the 90,000 <laughs> reviews that we we got backtracked on. Um, you know, um, like like we would tell anybody, I mean, I'm sure I can speak for most everybody here and they can interject after is just that we're actually writing down all the listeners suggested ideas. It's just that for whatever reason, we decided to uh, start a podcast and like the most you know, mech-friendly, you know, television schedule in Japan for in the last, like, 90 years. Because, uh, you know, we had the brilliant idea of reviewing Macross Frontier and Code Geass at the same time. Oh, boy! That, thinking that that would be no problem. We oh, can handle it. Yeah, we can do it. No problem. But, um... Lo and behold. But, um, we're, we're since caught up in that, and I would just, you know, I would just probably say to everyone that, you know, once we get done with that, we're back just to doing double O, that... Uh, these top ten lists, and you know, top and bottom, or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever aspect we're. Will there will there be a full metal panic uh, spotlight? <laughs> there will be. I'm there, sure. There have been numerous uh, requests. Requests. In fact, I couldn't cite one uh, single person for that question. I've seen that uh, posted by various. Well, I could I could to pacify people who who are demanding Full Metal Panic uh, until the time comes that we do a Full Metal Panic segment. You can see coming soon a Full Metal Panic review section on the website. We have a reviewer who is working his way through the series. He's already uh, done the reviews for the first season and for Fumofu, and he's working on the second raid. No way, hell has truly frozen over, because that was the one thing that I always heard. On the MHQ forums, for however long I've been going there, is 
why don't we do why isn't there full metal panic reviews why isn't there full metal panic reviews and i kept seeing the same thing well we're, we're trying to get somebody to do it so what's next ava <laughs> never <laughs> never no okay just to make this clear for the five zillionth time <laughs> since this crap always keeps coming up no I do not hate Evangelion. No, I do not hate Zoids. Just not gonna cover them. Let, let me just make one thing clear to people because they don't seem to understand something. MHQ is not the Walmart of Mecha websites. Oh. With, with dirty spills in aisle 3 and shoplifters stealing shit all the time. That's not the way MHQ is. It's more like... Like the Target. Yeah, like the Target. The Target. Actually, we're like a super Target. We're like the super Target of Mecha websites. <laughs> we carry finer products. Yes. We're selective. Not that there's anything wrong with Evangelion or Zoids, but we're not going to cover everything all the time. And, and, and let's be honest, folks. What could we say about Evangelion that hasn't already been said? Exactly. Plenty, actually. Plenty actually. Uh, you know, um, let's just move on. Plus the end is so screwed up. Because don't believe everything ADV tells you. It wasn't the greatest science fiction or anime mecha series whatever of all time. The greatest lolly anime of all time. Yeah. Dale, has there been any burning statement that you wanted to say to Solbro? Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps something that you may not have agreed with during the course of any shows that you've just been dying to just point out to him that he was full of crap, maybe. <laughs> Honestly, I, I actually can't think of anything from what I've heard. Oh, but I've got something. I'm sure if I reviewed oh. it again, I probably could name something specific. But I got I got two things. I'm going to refer to Chris on that because he seems to have some ammo. Already. I guess, I guess you might want to uh, re- rephrase that question there, it's, sir. It's so it's so f- opportune of you to ask that. Chris, I'll, yes, we'll lob that to you, Chris. First, uh, Solbro, I have a, uh, a message for you from your friend Austin in Miami. Oh, man, what did he have to say? And he asked that I specifically deliver this to you right now during the recording for Maximum Shock. Sweet. Go ahead. And the message is this, and I'll try to say it the way he would. Revolves should have died for the sake of world peace at the end. Because <laughs> that would have solved every problem. Yes. It would have. The death of a bartender. You realize a bartender, he's your best friend. Bruce Willis was a bartender at one time. You know how cool Bruce Willis is, but, you know, Revolves will be got cool one day. What would it do to make you shots? Now you're just talking. I just him. Hey, man. That's out of your mind. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You're comparing comparing your man, Revolves, Cartermond, to Bruce Willis. That's what I do. That's what I... Are you shooting me? I am out of control tonight. This is not outside of Solbro's character. Apparently, After all, what, what, what pizza was the other delivery thing, apparently saves worlds. It does. What, what was the other thing that you wanted? Because I don't. I, that was that was from Austin down in Miami. We oh, we want to hear. Who's, who's the number one hater and and the proprietor of the soon to be active website GameHaters.net? Game haters. Oh snap! Man. Don't visit it now because it's just a blank page. But come back in March two thousand nine. <laughs> it's so hateful to his own side. They don't got so bloody. <laughs> so, what I wanted to make clear to Solbro, since we got into a little, we were all getting a little uh, twitchy about this in the last episode. Okay. Talking about Gius. The Black Knights are retards. <laughs> yes. Preach it. Don't defend retards. <laughs> stop it. Just stop. Don't even try it right now. Just, I gotta just think for the no. dog, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> you always pick the wrong side. I always yes, pick the wrong side, man. You always pick the, you always pick the side that The fails. losers, man. You know what? <laughs> I, I can relate. <laughs> you are a loser nemesis. Every day. Every day. That's uh, how I your new name is Jared Mesa. <laughs> Oh. You're not even you're not even not worthy of being Orange Coon. No, that is nuts because no. I would never side with Jared. Because the only, became, the only thing that worse than the Jared Massa, what is a cot? Oh, you're right. And you know how we feel about the cuts. <laughs> I'm not that bad. I don't know. Burn Burnings is pretty pathetic too. Cots is the worst. Wait, Burn Burnings? From what? From um, from Dunbine. Yeah. Oh, that dude was the joint though. At the end, he Burn was the Burnings. Okay, at the end, yes, the, oh, but the Dark Knight, the Black Knight. Oh my God. Burn that... Burnings was responsible for the perfect arch villainy that's, statement. That's exactly right, man. That's a that quotable. Absolves him of most of his actions. From shot weapons himself. <laughs> Oh, weapon, the baddest man in a dress. The baddest man in a dress. And that's 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 real. <laughs> At least half the show. Yeah, Soul Bro has a pension for all the loser the losers in a show. I uh, do, man. Even let, let's go through the uh, let's go through the roll call here. Saji Crossroach, Revals, <laughs> Ida from Ida. Cy Argyle. Cy Argyle. Kensuke Ida from Ava. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. I think we, we, as we just determined, uh, <laughs> I didn't even know that one. That my, wow, that just hit me from left field. That's Kensuke? my boy. That's my boy right oh there. My In God. our pre-discussions I, for the Gundam Wing roundup, um, that loser from Relina's school who, <laughs> who kept getting in Hero's way. Yeah, he was trying to get his ass kicked during was, the fencing yeah, match. He was trying to ask a dance from Relina, and she wouldn't dance with him. I so. don't know his name, but he was my boy. Yeah, I'm sure Amuro will tell us now, when we have him on the show. Now, Neo, you are not without. Your faux pas here. Oh, really? <laughs> Ill-informed Neo. Indeed. And sometimes his prognosticating is off as well. <laughs> yeah. That is true. There was a point in doing your reviews of episodes of Gundam 00 in which you actually mentioned that uh, your theory was that Lock-On would be the last man standing among <laughs> the Gundam <laughs> Oh, um, well, uh, well, technically... Technically, he's not wrong because Lyle Delandy is now Lock on Stratos. So, well, finish your question. I gotta, I gotta. No, we're not going with technicalities. Here. <laughs> he was wrong. Now you have, of course, ruffled the feathers of um, some of the listeners. Maybe in the earlier episodes, uh, it's been more along the lines of piling on to Solo as of late. <laughs> but did you have any? I will give you this platform here to maybe defend yourself to some of the listeners on some of the statements that you might have made. Anything that, that comes to mind? Well, yeah, I mean, I've made wrong calls on that. I thought he would be the lockout, be the last one standing in double O. I, I also thought that... Um, EX gear. The, yeah, the EX gear was the whole thing with um, the keys left in the ignition when it came to the pilot and all that other stuff. And I think in Gius, I... Oh, God, Gius, I completely... Called that thing whole wrong, but um, you were, no, right, I, I you, just, you were right about Nunnally. I was dead wrong about Nunnally. Yeah, yeah, I, I was right about you're a sucker. And, Every day, and I also I was also right about the um, C two wanting to die. Yeah, you were spot on about that. But the I mean, when it comes to prognosticating on a, a show that I have no knowledge of, just the last episode I watched, it's just my opinion, and you know, um, I can't, you know, I, I can't really. You know, I can't really defend if I'm wrong. I mean, when I'm when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I mean, I I said after watching the first Deculture episode of Matt Cross Frontier that I thought it was going to be a flaming pile of 
Macross recycled crap, and uh, it actually ended up being something better than that. I, I, you know, and I was I was afraid of that because you know how many times have we seen, and especially in mecha anime, that you know it's like oh the same old formula: keys found the ignition, teenage pilot. Oh, he's the best one to ever pilot it, even though there's all these other skilled pilots. Ill-informed, but, Neo. Yeah, ill-informed. But uh, <laughs> ill-informed, Neo. <laughs> but um, you know I. I Hey, I was wrong. Um, you know, in Double O, I, you know what though? I'm glad I'm I am wrong because in some ways, I, I like it when I'm watching these shows that they actually go beyond than what I'm thinking because I don't unlike a lot of a lot of like other podcasters that are out there and even some fans. I don't think of myself as like a writer or anything like that, or don't think that I can do a better job than the people actually writing the shows. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'll be wrong. I was wrong then. I'll be wrong in the future. Double O's coming up. I'm sure I'll be wrong there. All right. So. Well. But it, at least just, I can it, say I'm wrong. It, it just lends itself to the fact that these gentlemen are, are fans, just like the listeners. And their, their words aren't, aren't gospel. And they're, they're enjoying these shows just like everybody else. Um, so something has to be said. For my words are the gospel truth. My words are tabloid. <laughs> <laughs> we're, winding, we're winding down now to, to the end of the segment here. Um, we've talked about maybe some memorable moments and things um, throughout the course of this first year. I wanted to ask uh, if each and each one of you uh, gentlemen had a... And maybe you could answer this as as a group as well. But is there in your minds one single defining moment of this year um, that just kind of typifies um, just the amount of fun that you've had um, in in producing this um, this piece of work? <laughs> I thought you were going to say a piece of something, <laughs> but not work. This is a family show. Is Bo- it borderline be to be that after this is over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Has this been a family show all along? I didn't notice. <laughs> borderline families, um, with families with grown ass kids. <laughs> I guess I, I PG thirteen family show. Damn right. I guess I guess uh, I guess I can start it off on that. I think that probably the the one thing I was probably the most proud of and the most amazed of at the same time was actually the MegaCon live recording because. We were still, the show was still very young when it came to starting of the show. We still were working out the kinks of dealing with Chris, you know, with the recordings. And, you know, we were trying to kind of get our grooves, you know, as hosts of what we're doing and everything like that. But to go, it was, it was daylight savings time was changing that day. It was a Sunday morning and we went into, we were in a conference room that held probably about 70 people. Yeah. And it was probably about 90% full. And to see something like that, I was like, oh, my God, I, I can't believe this. And, you know, there were a few people that came in, a few people that left. But I didn't see that many people leave. And, you know, we were doing a completely different type of forum than what other people, you know, do when it comes to, um, you know, a, a forum at a convention. 
And that was just like, it, it completely amazed me because I was just like, you know, for somebody, you know, for something so young and, and, and something so new that this many people actually, um, you know, were caring about it was, 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 you know, it was, it was all inspiring and also was, um, you know, it was also pretty, um, it was pretty cool in that aspect. So guys, I've got to agree and add to that. I think it was even cool. Everybody was there. I mean, like you said, a lot of people stayed there during the entire panel. They actually had some really good questions. Yeah, there were people that we, that came in that, you know, they have that look on them. When you ever go to any of these conventions, mm-hmm. they're, like, looking at their little guide booklet. And they're like, uh, you know, what is this? Oh, you know, and they're kind of looking, trying to figure out what it is. They sit down, and they're looking around, they're listening, and they stayed. And I was like, wow, you know, this is... That's kind of cool, you know. And I was even surprised afterwards how many people stayed and talked to us, and even several of, several of them had already registered on the forum. Yeah. They actually had some real fans that showed up to that. And other people, they found out that day what we were. Yeah. They probably spread it to their friends. It also ties into the promotion, too, and I agree that was definitely one of the highlights. <laughs> the highlight. It, it was. I mean, uh, especially with being, you know, that was, what, in March? Yeah. I so mean, you're talking, what? Seven months ago. Seven months. Yeah. Seven months in. And... You know, going from nothing. I mean, me and Solbro just sitting there recording, expecting like five people to download on a whenever we did it. You know, half of it would be in us. So, Chris, Solbro. I, I would think uh, I, got, I got two. One of them would be MegaCon. You know, I was really surprised. I didn't know what to expect. We were doing this. It was kind of last minute, and it was this big audience, and it was a nice mix of people who didn't know what the hell we were doing, yeah. as well as people who were from the forum. You know, we had people. You know, some long-time listeners like the Hod, uh, Arbiter, people yeah. who really, they came there specifically to see us. And the Hod, the, sp- the bestower of Argamas. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so, it's still on my shelf. So, just the fact that, and, and I've done, you know, Dale and I have done the YasumiCon panels year and year in it at uh, YasumiCon in Miami, but that's just in our backyard, so... For us to travel somewhere like several hundred miles and have people actually come out of their way to come see us was really gratifying. Uh, <clears throat> number two, when we did uh, a few episodes back, the live call-in segment on Skype, yeah, definitely another highlight because you know we had people from you know Canada, from England, local people from different parts of the the U.S. All calling in and you know spending their time talking with us and and sharing their their thoughts on different things and really it was getting to interact with people. Yeah, that, I'd I'd have to say that would probably be my second one too because, um, like MegaCon, I didn't know what we were getting into. Yeah, when we got into that because it was one of those things where it's like it sounds good on paper. We you know we we put the shout out to everybody. People said, oh, we're going to do it. We're going to be there. And I was, like, expecting, like, one or two people. And and the fact that we had all the people that we had on there. And then what made it even great was that, you know, they they understood what we were trying to do. And, you know, the, just kind of the whole kind of camaraderie and kind of vibe that we had with everyone. It, it actually turned out to be one of the, you know, one of the highlights of... Um, you know, uh, of recording this year. And yes, we are going to do another one once we finish all these damn reviews. That's the goal. I've been telling everybody that, so and I, I've been telling them that, that, you know, once we get done with the reviews, expect a lot more of that stuff. So, bro? Well, um, 
I guess the biggest highlight to me were both live shows. Um, MegaCon was 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 polarizing. I, I was amazed. I was amazed how many people turned out. Even though we had technical difficulties, and we finally started recording. What what Gundam show would be a Gundam show without technical, technical difficulties? difficulties. <laughs> not not a one. Yeah, I would I would I would know what to do if we just everything just <laughs> fell into place te- technology wise. I'd be scared out of my mind. You're like, well, it happened last week. <laughs> we finished recording on time, and the sun was still out. It will like, never happen again. What went right here? <laughs> I, I I did. I felt okay. I wasn't like drained. That's like man. I didn't want to stab myself with (laughs) with something. um, The live show, the people that came out stuck around. I didn't get to talk to them much because I was running like a madman to get uh, get the the, uh, prizes. But um, those I did get to speak to were really cool. Some people got there late too, which really really sucked for them. Due to daylight savings time. Due to daylight savings time. They thought it was was 11 o'clock. Curse you, U.S. government. I know, doggone it. um, Thanks a lot, George Bush. And I got to really give Uh, props. George Bush did. Well, yeah, actually, he did. He, he, yes, he did. He, he signed the the change into law for daylight savings yeah. time. So screw you, George Bush. Oh well, there you go. Uh, but um, no um, <laughs> that's the sound of me being arrested now. <laughs> Sorry, I just, guys. I just got to give thanks to. I'll both. broadcast live from Guantanamo next time. <laughs> as long as there's Skype a good it. internet connection, Skype I'm sure they have T1 there. Sure, I got pyramid. I got to give props to um, and thanks <laughs> to the anime sushi gang um, who really gave us our first shot on stage and later on the. Sumicon pan, uh, Sumicon um, team that also gave us another live show. I mean, to have two live shows in one year, amazing, and they both went successfully. And um, I can't wait to do more call-in shows. I know you guys have been waiting for it, but um, those have I got to say were the two big highlights and for it, me too. And I, w- I will tell to all the listeners out there if um, if you don't have anything better to do and like a uh, march there to come to sunny Orlando, <laughs> you may want to come for in two thousand nine because. Not gonna say much, but I think there's gonna be some big things at next year's MegaCon for Gundam. If any big conventions want us to do a live show, you pay our way. You get us our hotel room and everything for the weekend. We'll do it. We will do it. Maybe. Well, that. Okay. I'm looking at you. Um, was it Acon? No. I'm, I'm, I'm talking crap now. And on that note. Yeah. <laughs> We're sober talking crap as it always ends. All day. <laughs> We will the ret- perfect end to the episode. We will, no, we will return to Inside the Gundam Studio in just a moment to wrap things up and uh, bid you adieu. Need a cake, but you don't want something boring from the local supermarket or bakery? In the South Florida area, try EpicSugarWorks.com. This bakery specializes in creating cakes based off of your favorite anime series, video game character, or whatever custom design you're looking for. Their online store also features anime and video game themed chocolate lollipops, as well as gift certificates if you want to give something to somebody. So if you're looking for a cake that's above the norm, go to EpicSugarWorks.com. It's epically delicious. Next on level nine, Resident Evil. Consequently, also uh, they 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 were the first uh, was the first franchise to actually coin the term survival horror. And um, it really brought it into the limelight, and it really actually made it a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
not genre. It actually made it a lucrative mm-hmm. genre. Yeah. Um, so when Resident Evil did it, when they tested the waters, because again, Lone Little Dark did it, but it didn't make as much money. Right. When Resident Evil brought it into the limelight, when it brought it to the consoles, when you know so many people were coming into the PlayStation, mm-hmm. it's like it made so much money. Then it was like we need to jump on this. Right. Um, that's really where it took off. Mm-hmm. And at one point, it almost seemed like it just got flooded. Remember the thing? You know. Let me tell you about the thing. Um, mm-hmm. The thing was a tr- uh, was actually considered as a true sequel to the uh, to the, the movie, movie, right? Which I'm a huge fan of, so mm-hmm. I want to try out the thing. Thing is not bad; it's right. not bad at all. Right. It just its biggest problem was it was just way too overwhelming. What do you mean? Overwhelming as it's not just trying to survive; is trying to stay warm and. Is also a say trying to save warm is you're working with a team. Right. Not only are you concerned about your damn freaking ammo, your mm-hmm. health, you're concerned about the people you're with because right. you don't know if they're alien they or They could get taken human. over too, right? And not only are you concerned that there could be alien or human, they're concerned if you're alien or human. Right. You so know? the so paranoia it was, it was just, just builds. It's just yeah. way too much to freaking worry about. So it's like, <laughs> dude, this is a game. But I mean, that's. Have fun. That, but that sense of paranoia was what. It's you know, what they were going for. Right. But it's on that paper, aspect it's that like, this is awesome. This is what they dealt with in the movie. This is what right. you want to do with the game. It's a game. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have fun. Not be freaking scared. Call as, as to yeah. <laughs> that was because the alien is like, I'm just chilling. And then the yeah. guy I'm working with wants to freaking shoot me in the back. Yeah. With the fact that I only have two bullets left. <laughs> it was just way too overwhelming. Well, I, I would, you know what, along the lines, I would say that this, I, I would say that the game is a, g- a great success in that way. I, I think if you're in a situation with a bunch of people and you have, the, give it to um, me as a movie. You have the, I know, I but if you have the potential to be, um, to be corrupted or to to become the host, it, it or any of your friends do, it it would be, it would be ridiculously stressful. I don't think that paranoia. You gotta keep this in mind. You have to keep this in mind too. I mean, you better believe when Capcom sat down and talked about Resident Evil, right? Zombie, this virus is is infectious, right? You know, and as soon as you get bitten, you're supposed to become a you know a zombie. Zombie. But it's like, well, doesn't that mean when as soon as a zombie bites you, the crystal gel, don't you become a zombie? Right. It's like, yeah, technically yes, but it's a video game. Let's not give the players to worry about that. I just it feel like if it made it more enjoyable. Yeah, but I, I just feel a like a lot of if things the, you don't want to put into the game. Yeah, but if the if the thing had stuck to that formula, then it would have never set itself apart. Welcome to the adventure. Striking out on finding your favorite manga, anime, or series merchandise nearby or online? Lost when it comes to finding pop music from Japan, Hong Kong, and other Asian markets? Well, then Florida Oriental Trading is here to help. If you live in the Central Florida area, head on over to the intersection of Colonial Drive and Mills Avenue near downtown Orlando. You'll find FOT right next to the CVS Pharmacy. For those who live abroad, find out more about our favorite store online at FloridaOrientalTrading.com or call them directly at area code 407-895-0650. FOT carries a large selection of merchandise such as art books, t-shirts, posters, wall scrolls, soundtracks, PVC figurines, models, and much, much more. Also, it's a great place to find imports of your favorite musical artists and the latest films from Japan, Hong Kong, and other Asian countries. Last but not least, Florida Oriental Trading is not only home to the best selection of anime on DVD in Central Florida, but there you'll find a wide variety of manga too. On top of that, all of their manga is always priced at 20 percent less than retail daily 20 percent. that's right frank 20 percent. 
Florida Oriental Trading is open every day except Wednesdays from 10 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You even find them open most holidays. So if you're local, stop on by and visit Quan and Debbie or give them a call at area code 407-895-0650 and give them the business. Tell them Gundam and MAHQ sent you. Hello, everyone. This is Bill Whipton returning here. Just wrapping up the uh, Inside the Gundam Studio uh, segment of um, For Gundam. This is the one-year anniversary uh, episode. We have been waxing a little nostalgic here with Neo, formerly Neo the Blonde Ace, but he keeps dyeing his hair, so it's not always blonde anymore. Soul Bro Ryu. Bald wizard Chris Guanche and Dale Roush, affectionately termed the Silent Beetle. We hope that everyone listening has a enjoyed this episode, of course, but also just enjoyed this first year. Many more episodes are to come. There's much more material to cover, and everyone just really looks forward to exceeding the expectations of um, of those faithful. I'd like to just close it out with just some some final thoughts here from the gentleman. Are there any specific aspirations in mind for 2009? Now, Neo has been a bit vague in in terms of his plans for next year. Is there any anything that could be put into statistical terms in terms of what you might be shooting for? Well, my overall goal is total world domination when it comes to Gundam. Actually, statistically, um, I mean, I can't give you too many numbers, even though I am an accountant. That doesn't uh, doesn't make too much sense. But no, I mean, in reality, um, in all seriousness, I, I think that you know, like like we've stated earlier, we've we've learned what's worked and what hasn't worked. Um, you know, I have ideas, uh, Chris has ideas, Solbro has ideas, and Dale has ideas. And we're going to try to make this into something where we're going to be beyond what is the norm for an uh, anime podcast. I mean, that's always been our overall goal, and I think we're, we're, we're almost there. I mean, we, we've achieved it in a lot of ways, but we want to do it in an aspect where, you know, when you look at podcasts like on an iTunes or something like that, you see Gundam up there. Um, you know, you, you see, you see our logo. You see that you know we're one of the best down or most downloaded podcasts out there. Um, we're going to continue to be um, a podcast that is going to be tailored for the listeners. Um, you know, and, and and by the listeners to an extent. I mean, we're going to still do our own things, but you know, one of our big things is we want to include the listeners by listeners submitted topics, uh, listeners submitted articles like we do on the news. Um, you know, and doing the live call-in sessions. So, um, you know, I, I, I hope that we can grow the amount that we grew year one and in year two. I, I like to see at this point, you know, a year from now that, you know, there, there's there's a lot more things that we can talk about. And, and, you know, not only do we have, you know, two live broadcasts, but now we have four or five and, you know, four or five live call-in shows and stuff like that so um but yeah i mean that's pretty much what i'm looking forward to 
Understandable. Interesting. I'll say uh, once we get our our child labor sweatshop going, <laughs> we'll be we'll be smoking hundreds. And then everything will be great. Well, I, you know, you, you say that, but you know, I I have ideas on you know Gundam merchandise. Like I said, total world domination. For. That's what the yeah. sweatshop's for. Exactly. We know we will have made it when one of the uh, characters on the real world is wearing a Gundam t-shirt. Oh, no. Are you, are you sure about that? Is, it, is the real world even relevant anymore? The real world is so 90, early if, 90s. If, if this was 1997 or 1998, 1990, yeah. 1993 and, and it's Puck. <laughs> Fair enough. Not the guy from MIA. <laughs> No. <laughs> I don't think he would have worn one of the shirts. Well, if somebody okay. takes a Gundam t-shirt with them along uh, during their excursion on Survivor, how's that? Actually, screw that. I want I want one of our t-shirts going up to space. No. NASA. I want to hear what, that. What no, need? not not him. I'm not talking uh, freaking, what is that Dice dude? Dice Dice no, American. An American. What we, what we need is, no. We'll know we, we'll have arrived when there's some guy... Wearing a sleeveless cutoff version of our shirt on cops, <laughs> and his face is all blurred out, and he's like punching his wife, and the cops like, "Sir, sir, put your hands behind your head, sir." And 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 his physical measurements are like, you know, a male between five ten to six one, uh, one hundred and eighty five to two hundred five pounds with a big pot belly, and he has a Gundam cutoff T-shirt. He's like, man, I ain't done nothing. She tripped down the and stairs it, and hit and herself in the head. And, he, and he's driving a, a 1997 GMC Safari pickup. Real specific. With, with a topper. She okay. done fell down the stairs, Ossifer, I swear. Hey, man. Those are the NASCAR dads. We need That's to make those into Gundam dads. Soul, bro. Well, if it wasn't for the listeners, this show wouldn't be what it is today. And I've got to thank every one of them. I wish I had all the listeners that have fed back to us on um, on Gundam. But uh, if I'm missing anyone from the list I have right here, please forgive me. But I thank everybody for listening, first of all, and downloading our show and supporting us over the last year. Um, some of the people I like to thank of those I was able to grab names for. Hayakushiki, Wanton Bob. Vent ZX, Leroy Landers, Advent Sugar, Zangetsu, NeoEI3318, Skippy438, Tuxedo Mark, who's been missing in action, but I still want to thank him, um, Darker Angel, Ascension, VF5SS, Seed with in between tildes, um, Draco Starcloud, Kavik Riggs, Yazi88, Murbum, Corando, Yusha Toku Might Gain, Wedge14, SOCL, Destiny Gundam, Phantom EXE 87, Man Miles, Bright Noah, Dr. G, DJ Drastic, Darth Nader, Karaoke Ninja, Glasses, Gundamium Alloy, B2 Buster, Strike Zero, Arbiter, Anubis, Zakusan, Guy Daigoji, Thanatos, The Foul Sorceress, The Hod, who's the giver of Argamas, of course, Arius, Techie, Vent Noir, White Wing Demon, Heretic, Seraphic, Nasty Nate, Goof X, Shadow Cell, Kashiria, of course, Chains and Guns, Mecha Gear, Wingnut, Mutant Shark, Wraith 1701, Magnus, Areku, Gundam Boy, Flame X, Batosai 28, Snoop 619, Sniper Blade, Zeonic Glory, The Goose, Some Guy, 
Prince of Zeon, Zaku Zaku, Enact, TV, Harlock Card, Strike 105, Ace Whatever, Demon Lord of L5, who I'm going to beat senselessly in Soul Calibur soon. <laughs> My friend Canada Man, X Gundam Dude X, Amaro NT1, Punch a Peach, Rurushu Run Peruji, Valmenwe, Wielder, who's represented Suika Den, Keep It Real. <laughs> Lightning Count, Setsuna F Darkness, my blogging friend, who's got a cool blog, you should check it out, Gundam Girl V, Boy Wonder, of course, um, Shoji Romero, Lee Majors, Peter Munoz, Umbrella Agent RX-78, Dr. Encyclopedia Black, Victoria's Bad Wolf, Rachel Roth, Dan, Core 2 BBQ, my boy Buck, Viva La Duche de Zeon. Fulvernian, Rudy Navarrete, Rob Fredericks, Jason Clay, Mike Lasagna, Davis Kinsell, Alexander Catchpole. All of the Anime Sushi and YusumiCon gang for giving us our shot at doing live shows as well. And like I said, if I've forgotten anyone, feel free to slap me. But um, I do thank you for, for listening and, and coming through for us. And keep listening. I hope to hear from you soon. Your goals? Uh, just to be more well known. Um, to be to to, to to. Are you prima donna? No, just. It's I, not about you, man. No, I not. wanted to win. I need yeah. to beat that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I want the most votes on the Gundam. The Who's show. the best host? <laughs> not just me. The damn it. bloody show. <laughs> what are you I British look, now? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm part. Are no, you talking I'm, talking Pikey? Hey, 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 hey. I just, I just wanted, I want to do, I want, I want more exposure for our show, and 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 just, just, just to gain more listeners and and to promote more Gundam. I want, I want Bandai to come knocking, man. They won't, but I want them to. <laughs> you can keep dreaming for that. I buddy. will. <laughs> yeah. I will. Maybe, well, my it'll be ninety years from now. He'll be dead in the grave. I want Bandai to give us credit. <laughs> no, they won't. King You're Arthur a dead will, bastard. King but, Arthur will ascend the throne before that ever happens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. No, there's some dude at Bandai's left. Saji right will actually have his own spin-off Gundam series before that happens. <laughs> It'll be called Can I Be the Protagonist Now? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, yes, I stole that from Disgaea. Oh man, that's hilarious. That's okay. You just Damn. borrowed it. But I uh, just just to keep on doing what we're doing and just improve with every show. Keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. And now Dale. <laughs> I guess in final thoughts, you know, if you've liked what you've heard the past year, then you've got a whole heck of a lot to look forward to. Well, right on. Mm-hmm. But it's well like, said, Dale. Well said. Like an A-class pitch man. <laughs> <laughs> you sh- you sure you don't want to sell? Tell me like the secrets of how to be a millionaire <laughs> with with your book and DVD. <laughs> it's not three a.m. yet. <laughs> It's about three hours till then. <laughs> Gentlemen, I just once again want to thank you for sharing your time here with me and just letting me sit in on um, on, on, on just the uh, wonderful chemistry that you all have developed <laughs> over these last uh, 12 months. Um, I wish you all well, and I definitely will be listening uh, as well uh, with all the other listeners and cheering you on and supporting you in any way I can. We'd just like to thank you too, Mr. Whipton, for allowing us to, you know, sit in front of you and, you know, reminisce about these, about the good points. Well, you're welcome. And some of the low points that we've had. You're quite welcome. Gundam. Yes, thank you, boy. I mean, Bill Whipton. (laughs) 
You had to go ruin the illusion, dude. <laughs> and so, oh, man. Always screwing everything up. As the yeah. fourth wall, I always smash through it. Just yeah. call me Dobie Gillis. Just and smash through it with an 18-wheeler. <laughs> and on this note, we will... You can hatch it when you need a scalpel. <laughs> <laughs> on this you note... You hatch it, then a scalpel. Eh? <laughs> First, Joe the plumber. And then a plunger. This is going to be so dated by the time in a few months from now. And on this note, gentlemen, we will wrap things up here. I will borrow a phrase that uh, I have uh, come to appreciate, and I hope that you will appreciate this as well. May the best of your pasts be the worst of your futures. Good night, everyone out there in podcast land. at MHQ's Shinjuku Station in MHQ production. I'll correct you, you dumb damn grown-up! <laughs>